Welcome to a Soulful Mom's Wisdom Podcast, where I'm Africa O, your host and wellness coach. Join us on a journey to infuse positivity, wellness, and mindfulness into your daily life through the transformative power of quotes. Our conversations aim to uplift, empower, and reignite your passion for living your best life. Join our Live Africa O community at liveafricao.com as we embark on this journey together. Welcome back to another episode of A Soulful Mom's Wisdom Podcast. I am so excited to get back into the groove of this wonderful theme for the month, which is personal growth. And on this week's episode, we are going to go right into one of my role models and one of my favorite quotes ever. And as we tease out this quote in all of the beautiful gems that it's given us today, you'll understand why it's one of my favorite quotes ever. First of all, let's talk about who this quote is from, and then I'll go into where I discovered it. So this quote is from someone who should be better known as our former first lady of the United States. She's giving you style. She's giving you grace. She's giving you intelligence. And guess what? She led an initiative to fight obesity in the U.S. And you know, at Live Africa O, we are all about wellness. (laughs) And I know obesity is something that we have struggled with in the United States for a lot of reasons that are other than the reasons that probably most people think they are. A lot of people probably think it's from a lot of personal choices, but oh gosh, there's a lot of things that are outside of people's control that have led them to a place of obesity, but that's for a whole nother conversation. So anyways, I just remember she started, it was like a campaign or an initiative. I believe it was titled Let's Move back in like 2010 or something. And I just thought that was kind of dope. Okay. So going back though, to the quote for today, the quote that I am sharing from her, which I read in her book says this, there's a power in allowing yourself to be known and heard in owning your unique story, in using your authentic voice. And there's a grace in being willing to know and hear others. This for me is how we become. Woo! Okay, that's a long quote, admittedly. But sometimes you can't chop it up, right? Sometimes it's so much goodness You just have to say it all together so you can really take in everything that she's giving you. By the way, if you do not have Michelle Obama's book, come on now. Like, what are we? We in 2023? Let me tell you, this book, y'all, Becoming, I mean, she has other books now since then, but this particular book that we're 
pulling a quote from today <sighs> becoming came out in 2018 and it was my 2018 dream <laughs> because it just gave me so much motivation and inspiration and all the things shout out to my sister-in-law for giving this book to me as a gift and I later got the journal but okay again I'm getting sidetracked y'all I told you I'm really excited today so Back to the quote, I'll tell you one more time what it is. There's a power in allowing yourself to be known and heard in owning your unique story, in using your authentic voice, and there's a grace in being willing to know and hear others. This, for me, is how we become. So this quote to me, it really pulls in several key factors that I'll touch on today. And I'll tell you about how these factors inform my life which all connects back to the quote. So one of the things is this quote touches on is just the ability for individuals to be open. Yeah, there is so much value in being open and being vulnerable. But that's for a whole nother episode <laughs> that I will dive into. But that's one thing this quote really talks about just embracing that and if you've been following my blogs you know I write a lot about that and then also I feel like this quote touches on just the just the importance of you know taking ownership of your story this is my story y'all this is this is what it is this is what it is it doesn't get much prettier than this it doesn't get much uglier than this. I mean, I I don't even like to apply those terms to it because at the end of the day, it is what it is. I think that's a part of life. There will be ups and there will be downs. But overall, it's beautiful. But my story does look my story. If anyone has been paying attention to my stories, y'all know I have had some adversities that I have had to overcome. So yeah so much value in taking ownership of what that story looks like the highs and the lows and so it also to me emphasizes authenticity and just like listening actively listening to other people too because there should be this even exchange where I'm sharing my truth with you but I also have enough grace and compassion to listen to yours too all right with all this we grow together right like that's that's what I'm that's what I gather from this quote but let me talk a little bit more about how it's informed my life specifically Whew. all right this is a bit of a vulnerable moment but here we go so this quote really speaks to me finding and trusting my voice right so I truly began to feel more confident at a point in my life after, again, just a myriad of things, honestly, through therapy, through praying, through reading from material, positive material like this, I began to feel more confident in talking about controversial or quote unquote taboo topics. You know, it's it's very different for all of us in terms of how we perceive these things. But what I came to understand is, look, as long as this is a part of my story, I have agency 
to discuss it. That's it. I have agency over my story because it is mine. No one can take that from me. So in a blog post, if you haven't read this already, definitely check this out at liveafricao.com. I talk about, for example, one blog post is titled Dismantling Societal Norms. And then I have another one. I believe it's titled Colorism, Internalized Racism. And so, you know, just a quick example of what I talk about in Dismantling Societal Norms, I talk about how there was an incident I would never forget when I was in elementary school. I was going to elementary school in Decatur, Georgia, actually. And there were these black boys in the back of the class who called my name. And so then one of them were like, wait, her name's Africa? Why is her name Africa? And then someone else was like, because she's black. She's she's black, okay? It was a curse word that followed after that. But yeah, that's what they said because I was basically very black. And it was like a joke to be very black. And essentially, they were mocking my blackness, the color of my skin. And I was so confused. Like, I, I honestly had never even experienced this before. And I didn't even fully understand what was happening but I I was super confused too because they were literally my same complexion if not darker so I was like what is happening it was just so much so many thoughts in my mind but I was most upset with just being picked on right because no one likes to be picked on no one really likes to be the center of attention for anything negative and so thankfully the frustration dissolved fairly quickly and you know, even at a young age, like God had gave me a level of wisdom to understand that these little black boys were just simply projecting self-hate, right? Like they weren't born into hating themselves, but they had learned this self-hate that someone had essentially taught them to hate the color of their own skin, their dark skin and just Afrocentric features, right? They were just simply perpetuating that. And I was someone that got caught in that (sighs) however at this time I didn't know my full history y'all like I didn't know (laughs) the full complex history behind being black in United States of America at least not in the way that I know it today now I have more knowledge that really has allowed me to understand the puzzle in more of its entirety and I'm still learning but shout out to cast by Isabel Wilkerson (laughs) and so many other amazing books that have really been pivotal in helping me to understand my history better so let's just dive a little bit deeper okay factually right because I want to kind of share what I mean by they were just projecting self-hate and things like that so factually a little human is born into this world and then later this little human grows up to be a bigger human an adult however in the United States many centuries ago people decided to create an idea that was later adopted by the masses in society known as race So this idea, right, is essentially a social construct because that's exactly how a social construct is defined. It's an idea that's created by someone and then it's later adopted. It's not a fact 
at all, but it's just something that someone has created and now other people are accepting it. The problem, though, is that this social construct is based on the on the basis of hatred. So here's a little research. I know I love my research now. (laughs) According to the National Institute of Health, the concept of race had its origins in the slave trade. Right. So the concept was used to justify slavery by implying that those who were enslaved were fundamentally different and therefore inferior beings. Today, race continues to reinforce these false in otherwise weaponized notions of inherent biological differences based on one's physical appearance. So, as you can see, race is what birth racism, right? The discrimination and prejudice against people based on their race or ethnicity. And then racism birth colorism, where you have discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone. And then often this discrimination is happening between individuals within the same ethnic or racial group. Hence why at such a young age, these elementary boys who were black, just like me, were literally perpetuating racism, right? Because they were, they were perpetuating colorism in the classroom against me. And so this is where all of this came from. And this is what I mean by like the power of knowledge and it, it like not only educates you, but it does give you even more compassion because I know people aren't born evil. These things are learned. So I talk about this more in depth in my blog, as I mentioned earlier. But in summary, even at a very young age, some of this was playing in my mind, which helped me offer the little black boys compassion. Still, any behavior that perpetuates white supremacy by anyone, black, white, whoever, is completely unacceptable. Like, that's not what we're doing. We are all about loving each other, no matter what race, ethnicity, or whatever. So in sharing my stories, though, connecting all of this back to the quote, and sharing my stories around racism and other social constructs that have negatively impacted me in my community, I've learned how to bring honesty into any conversation, y'all. Because as many of you know, racism, for whatever reason, is just still controversial at times to this very day. And it just is what it is, though. Like, there's no way I can disconnect myself from it. It has impacted me and my family and just so many of us in so many different ways. But instead of like running from it, I talk about it in a very honest way, right? It's like I'm confronting the elephant in the room and I'm owning it, but I'm also moving forward, right? But you have to acknowledge what's happening in order to address it. Because a lot of these things, as the National Institute of Health talked about, are still happening today, so that's why it's important to be able to bring it into the conversation. And so I I do that, right? I share my truth, but I also find it equally important to hear other people's truth. And there's a power that I feel from being honest, 
even with such a very difficult topic, right? Like whenever you have that difficult conversation with someone about anything, you feel you feel good about it. You feel stronger, right? You feel more courageous. And I also then connect with other individuals. And this goes back to the quote and where I talk about how it really touches on things such as like listening to other people's stories and perspectives and just growing together. Because what I have learned through my own personal unique story is that, and I think it was Amanda Seals, someone who who made this statement so for example as it relates to racism you know there are people who happen to be white and then there are people who are white meaning all white people are not racist right like that is just an ignorant mindset to have all black people are not colorists all you know like anyone is not anything we can't use absolutes there are people who happen to be white right those people literally were just born into this world and they happen to be placed in this box with the race titled white. <laughs> and there are people who were born into this world and they were placed in this box with the title of race being white and they are using that privilege, right? So there's a difference. And when I realized that a lot of us you know, we're placed into these boxes, right? I think about the other social constructs such as like sizeism, you know, I think about ageism, you know, I think about texturism. I mean, all these different things. There's so many different marginalized groups across the entire world. And it allows me to just hear these different stories from these different groups, hear their different perspectives and just understand each other better and grow together with that said so I, I just it's just so imperative this quote is everything y'all this is why in my community like not only in my family but in my friend group etc like I love having people from different cultures I have friends of so many different races and ethnicities and you know we are a collective community who just happened to come into this world where there were certain boxes we were placed in, but all of us are not operating in that place of privilege. Some of us, yes, we're privileged, but we actually want to use our privilege to help others. And those of us who have experienced being less privileged really have, again, like myself, found the ability to share our stories and then connect with those around us those who are less privileged and privileged as long as we are both on the same journey on the same mission of just helping each other so this particular episode had to be much longer than the other ones because it's such a interesting topic that's so complex but I hope that if you take away anything own your story, whatever that looks like, whatever your struggle may be, whether you have been dealing with 
let's say sizeism, right? Discrimination you've experienced from being quote unquote overweight or whether you have experienced discrimination due to your age or maybe your gender or, you know, being someone who has a preference for, (laughs) you know, let's say you're from the LGBTQ community. Let's put it that way. You know, just whatever type of marginalization you may have experienced something that I didn't even mention own that don't run away from it own that part of your story it will make you stronger and by being honest you can have deeper and richer connections with other people which is what it is all about that is a key aspect of wellness okay (laughs) I'm telling you but I'm reminding myself all right y'all Until the next time. Well, thank you for tuning in today. If you've enjoyed this episode and find value in our podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Please take a moment to rate and review our show. Your feedback helps us improve and reach more listeners like you. And your support means the world to us. You can follow the show on Instagram at LiveAfricaO. And be sure to join our Live Africa O community at liveafricao.com. You'll discover lots of goodies after joining, including the chance to be featured on one of our episodes. We hope today's discussion has warmed your heart and inspired mindfulness. Don't forget, quotes can light your path just as they've done for me. Until next time, breathe, reflect, and embrace the wisdom around you. Wishing you a soulful journey ahead.